0: Good morning and welcome to the 7 a.m. Eastern Time Overeaters Anonymous, A Vision for You Big Book Study. My name is Amy G and I am a recovered compulsive overeater from Maryland. Today's date is Tuesday, May 31st, 2022. Today we are reading from the big book and we are on page 7 in Bill's story on the second paragraph starting with, It relieved me somewhat to learn. Going through that one paragraph, ending in, surely this was the answer, self-knowledge. We'll be unpacking that one paragraph today. Today's readers are, and thank you to Team Tuesday for all your service, Colleen M., Leah S., Craig F., Terry J., Nancy R., Newcomer Greeter, Lisa O., and the host for the second awesome Unrecorded Hour, Ken W.H the reference numbers for yesterday monday may 30th 7am is 19006 that's 19006 and the 10am 10 10am 10 meeting yesterday 19007 19007 oa preamble overeaters anonymous We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message through recovery, message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose. OA's fifth tradition states, each group has but one primary purpose, purpose To carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers, at a Vision for You Big Book study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous.
1: I will now ask for Terry J to read the 12 steps. Go ahead, Terry. Good morning, Amy. This is Terry J in Michigan. and 12. Having had a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps, we try to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thank you. Have a great day, everyone.
0: Thank you, Terry J. I will now ask for Nancy R. to read the 12 traditions. Go ahead, Nancy.
2: Hi, it's Nancy Arf, Recovered um, Compulsive overeater from Illinois. Our 12 Traditions. Hold on one second. Sorry, I lost my place. Our 12 Traditions. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon our unity. Two.
0: One. Three. Gary? The only. Re- I'm sorry, Nancy. Oh, there you are. You're back, Nancy. We lost you for a tradition oh. to there. Now we're oh. fine. Oh, go ahead.
2: Okay. Uh, three. The only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four. Each group should be autonomous, except in matters affecting OA as a whole. Five, each, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsory eater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise. Less problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. seven, 11, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, film, television, and other public media of communication. 12, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thank you.
0: Thank you, Nancy R. Alrighty, how our meeting works? Our meeting focuses on the direction for recovery described in the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and the literature we are discussing, and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. If you go over, you'll hear me say time. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only, please. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. Again, this meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directives in the big book mean to us. To share, press star 1 to unmute. Once you are done sharing, let us know by saying pass. Then press star 1 to mute your phone again. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone, except the speakers, should be muted. Today, we resume our study in the Big Book. We are on page seven, the second paragraph, starting with it relieved me somewhat to learn, and I'm going to ask Colleen M. to get us started. Go ahead, Colleen.
3: Hi, Amy, good morning. Thanks for your service. This is Colleen M. from Maryland. It relieved me somewhat to learn that in alcoholics, the will is amazingly weak when it comes to combating liquor, though it often remains strong in other respects. My incredible behavior in the face of a desperate desire to stop was explained. Understanding myself now, i fared forth in high hope. For three or four months, the goose hung high. I went to town regularly and even made a little money. Surely this was the answer, self-knowledge. So, um, you know, I, like Bill, you know, found out that I had a disease of compulsive overeating, and it wasn't moral, it wasn't, um, you know, lack of will, um, and I was relieved. And I thought, yeah, this is the answer. I, I just have to stay away from certain foods and food products, and I'll be good get my weight down, you know, go on with my life, check this thing off my box. And, um, you know, as we see when we read further down that, um, you know, Bill did not stay sober and I did not stay obstinate, um, using that plan. Um, you know, self-knowledge, the big book also says on page 39 that, um, uh, for actual or potential alcoholics or food addicts, with hardly any exception, we will absolutely be unable to stop eating or drinking on the basis of self-knowledge. At this point we had to um, it had to be smashed home, and that was what happened for me. Um, I had to become willing to surrender to the whole program and and also it talks about um, later in this chapter that Bill was given a simple religious uh, page 9 says that um, he was told of a simple religious idea and a practical program of action Um, and that's what I had to surrender to um, that not only did I have to get the food down, all of the food you know I thought it was ridiculous when people talk about they were Um, um, allergic to gum, you know, or abusing gum until I started eating three packs of 10 in a a, a week. I was buying uh, packs of 10 in a pack, three, and I was going through that in a week. And, you know, my jaws were sore from chewing. And I'm like, yeah, maybe these guys, you know, maybe there is something to this. Um, You know, I had to lay down all of my old ideas. I had to pick up this program of action and I had to work the steps and I had to I had to do everything that you guys told me to do. And I am a rebellious person. I, I did not want to do all these. I didn't want to make three calls a day. You know, I'll go to my three meetings a week. I'll make my calls when I feel like it. You know, I'll, I'll sponsor a few people here and there. And that half measures availed me nothing. Um, I just continued to get sicker and sicker. Um, So the food got down, but um, I did not get well, Um, and maybe not as well as I could have. The good news is I didn't leave, and, um, you know, they always say, you know, stick around until the miracle happens, and God has continued to work on me to help me see, you know, that I have to, my, my disease is progressive, and even with the food down, my disease is progressing, so my recovery has to progress as well. Um, self-knowledge is not enough. You know, we have to use tools and we have to get connected to a higher power. And today I have to do all of these things every day to the best of my ability. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you for letting me share and give service this month.
0: Thank you so much, Colleen, for getting us started. Way to go. All right. So although we value your experience, strength, and hope, um, if you shared either on uh, Monday or Friday, we ask that you please step back and allow others to share their experiences and hope, too. So who would like to share and what was read? Kelly S. It's
4: Larry K. Larry K. Rick J.
5: Glenn C.
6: Rick J. Glenn C. Did you get Kelly?
0: I did, Kelly. Okay, thanks. You're welcome. Craig, yes. Craig? Wow, everyone's so polite, one at a time. Is there anybody else?
7: Pedro End
0: B. Up. I know I jinxed it. Who was that again?
7: Ken W.H.
0: Oh, Ken, here we go. And there Did was someone me? else. I got, no, who was that?
8: Pedro B.
0: Pedro. Okay. Sheep. All right. Great lineup. Here we go. We have Kelly S., Larry K., Rick J., Glenn C., Craig F., Ken WH, Pedro B. All righty. Let's roll. Kelly S., you're up, followed by Larry K. Good me? morning.
6: Got it. Sorry. Good morning. It's Kelly S., recovered compulsive eater emblemic in, in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Um, thanks for your service, Amy and uh, Colleen, for getting us started. And um, so, um, like she pointed out in building this paragraph, you know, we finally, I learned, you know, of course, it was not about lack of power. And coming in this program, um, I learned that a long time ago because I came in, you know, when I was 20. And uh, yeah, I mean, there's some relief in that. It's like, okay. Thank God, because, you know, I, I just couldn't understand it. I was I was able to do, you know, exert my will in so many other places. Why couldn't I do it with this? Okay, okay, I get it, lack of power. But the thing that I didn't get and Bill didn't get here is um, but that we need a power greater than ourselves, right, a higher power. I needed a God, a relationship with this higher power, and that's what he didn't get, I didn't get in the beginning. And the sad truth is I didn't get that for years in these rooms. You know, hear. I'd hear that. Okay, so you have to have a power grade yourself. Yeah, whatever. Okay, so what I need to do. Okay, what I need to do. Okay, I'm going to get food plan. I'm going to get these tools. I'm going to work these steps, whatever. Okay, I'm going to do that. So I got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I never really heard this message. It's lack of power, which means I need a higher power. I still kept trying to exert my power by using more tools, working these steps, but I wasn't really working the steps because what that meant was. I had to work these steps in my life to transform, to get these, to live by spiritual principles, to get this entire psychic change it talks about, to get the personality change sufficient enough to be different, to get to this higher power, right? To have that transformation they talked about, somebody shared yesterday, I can't quote it about old ideas and concepts thrown out and a whole bunch of new ones have to come in, right? (laughs) And uh, meaning I have to have a transformation, right? So, it's like, and I didn't understand the whole idea of the concept of the steps were to get us to God. The whole point was I'm putting the food down so that I can work the steps to transform to change to get this higher power, so lack of power is my is my dilemma It's not about lack of of will or lack of desire, it's lack of power. so then what does that mean? Do what I need to to- you know to connect to this higher power to find this God, which what does that mean? Work the steps that put the food down first. black and white, which I wasn't willing to do, and behaviors, whatever that means, wasn't willing to do, and then work the steps, transform, live by spiritual principles, change, connect with God, be different. It's not about just being abstinent. I have to transform so I don't have to keep going back and trying to use my little power, which never, ever worked. So grateful. It took me 30-something years, but God, I'm grateful today to be there glad to be
0: here thanks amy pass thank you so much kelly s okay larry k step up to the plate it's your turn all
4: right all right come amy <laughs> thanks for your service larry k recovered compostable breeder over- from chicago so the um you know i think i think i had a pro when i read this paragraph i think i had a program before coming to OA. And I was thinking about it. If I would have given it a title, it would have been me, myself, and why. Because it it was always why why me. And I was kind of, I don't know about you, but I was kind of indoctrinated in the idea that if, if I just simply travel into the past, do some detective work in order to better understand how, you know, my experiences may shape my reactions in the present, I'm going to get to the bottom of my problem. You know, know thyself was sort of a, like an archaeological dig into my past. And if I dredge up enough stuff about the depths of my murky past, I'm, I'm going to be okay. If I can just get to the bottom of all this repressed stuff, I'm not going to eat so much, you know, because the self-knowledge is going to fix that, and I'm going to become emancipated from my past. And that's one of the lies that I, t- that I told myself. And here's the problem with that. The problem I have is not one of insufficient knowledge. The text tells me clearly that lack of power was my dilemma. So I, I have to be clear about that. I'm not eating because, because you know I haven't uncovered enough knowledge about myself. I'm eating because I can't stop thinking about myself all the time. My selfishness is I'm marinating in me. And my best thinking tells me that the way I'm going to become disentangled from this me problem is more information about me. (laughs) That's just absurd, right? And even steps four and ten, you know, aren't about cultivating more self-knowledge. They're about self-awareness of the ways that I would squeeze God out. And the utility of the steps is, be, is about becoming aware of the barriers to the sunlight of the spirit and with God's help, discarding them. It's not, not about putting on a fancy hat on the same person. It's about a revolutionary change of heart. Heart. Lack of knowledge isn't my dilemma. Lack of power is my dilemma. So with that, I pass. Thanks, Amy.
0: Thanks, Larry. Okay, Rick J. followed by Glenn C. Go ahead, Rick.
9: Good morning, Amy. Uh, good morning, everybody. Uh, my name is Rick J. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater in Cary, North Carolina. Yeah, uh, I love the shares so far and really, you know, just a little uh, kind of jump right on there. And uh, with, the, with that, just thinking about my own experience in self-knowledge and for years, I would go to OA meetings, just this sort of um, this arrogant, self-centered belief that I had the answers that nobody else in the room had because I was in another 12-step program. I had been working the steps. I had a relationship with a higher power. You know, and this was all for me, you know, just basically more self-knowledge that's already been described that we have this belief that we know everything we need to know about what we're fighting, you know, and that's just it. I was fighting, and when I look back and see this, this total inability to comprehend what I was truly dealing with, this lack of power you know, and believing that because I knew this and because I would work through the steps and really, honestly, I was basically going through the steps kind of like a checklist, not truly diving in and releasing anything that would be blocking me from that power through a thorough house cleaning and continuing to keep that release and connection to my higher power process going on a daily basis. I would just end up, you know, with this self-knowledge that would take me right back out again. And one thing that struck me was I was thinking about Jim that we'll, you know, read about later, you know, and, you know, he's sitting there and all of a sudden, you know, suddenly the thought crossed his mind that if he put milk in the whiskey, it'd be okay, you know, and, it tells us, you know, he had much knowledge about himself as an alcoholic, yet for all reasons for not drinking were easily pushed aside in favor of the foolish idea that he could take whiskey if he only mixed it with milk. You know, that's where his self-knowledge got me. My self-knowledge got me, of, you know, continuing to relapse, continuing to put, the, you know, the whiskey and the milk in some variety of food over and over and over again. You know, for 20 years, I did this, you know, despite having not had a drink, I could look you in the eye and say, I have not had a drink, you know, in however many years it was, but I didn't have a sufficient spiritual awakening to connect me to the power and stay connected to the power through just the daily actions. just a spiritual program of action, and that's what I have to do on a daily basis. You know, and I used to just, I didn't know that I didn't know. And now I know I don't know. That's my spiritual progress i will for today. You know, I know nothing, but I'm willing to learn. I'm willing to do the spiritual actions that connect me to that power. Self-knowledge, the only thing that's good about self-knowledge is knowing that I am a compulsive eater. Time. And what I will do to stay recovered today. With that, I pass.
0: Thank you, Rick J. from Cary, North Carolina. So we have Glenn C. followed by Craig F. Go ahead, Glenn. You're up. Uh,
5: Thank you, and thank you for your service. Good morning. My name is Glenn. I'm a compulsive overeater from Long Island, New York. Uh, Not willing to say recovered yet. The jury's still out. We'll see. But uh, I'm feeling very good. I started coming to this meeting seven weeks ago today, and I've been absent since. And, you know, I've gone through periods of abstinence, but never longer than a few months. Um, But now I'm doing it with the help of this program and fellowship, and it certainly seems easier on a a one-day-at-a-time basis. Um, Yeah, you know, throughout my recovery, I'm in other programs too. um, I've learned that self-knowledge will avail me of nothing, and uh, I don't have the power to overcome my addictive my addictive substances that I want. And it's a lot of things, you know, not just food. And um, it seems to me that my brain is pre-programmed that if something gives me my brain pleasure, I just want more of it. You know, I've got the disease of more. And uh, over the years, I've been putting this stuff down. Um, I haven't had a drink in a long time. And um, I've had to give up nicotine I've had to give up caffeine, and, and believe it or not, I had a cold. Like this, just is an example of how I am. I had a cold a few years ago, and um, you know, colds generally last seven to ten days, whatever. I'm still using nasal spray like eight weeks later, like on a habitual basis. <laughs> it's nuts, but anyway, so you know, only complete abstinence works for me. I know that, but I've been unwilling to surrender the food uh it's like i can't do this now either <laughs> but i'm finding that i'm feeling good and um it's nice not to be continually obsessed about what to have what not to have can i have it today can i can i can i just have one or two and you know wake up feeling crappy in the morning so i'm feeling very good now colleen thank you for your um, initial share and you know you mentioned health measures you know um I'm debating with myself, am I only doing half measures right now with respect to OA? Because all I'm doing is attending meetings and sharing once in a while. I don't have a sponsor. I'm not working the steps in OA. I'm not making calls. Um, So the jury's out. I am working other programs. I I try to live in the steps one day at a time. Um, But... uh, I'm finding that this meeting is awesome, you know, and I came in saying to myself, oh, I know the big book. I've been exposed to it for so many years. Come on. But every day, you know, focusing on one paragraph or two at a time, it's just I'm learning so much, and it's really, really helping me with respect to not only food, but my life in general and my spiritual fitness and my connection with my higher power, and I'm learning a lot from everyone, and I just want to thank you, and I'm very grateful, and with that, I'll pass. Thank you so
0: much. Glenn C. from Long Island, New York. Okay, we have Craig F. up, followed by Ken WH.
4: Good
10: morning. This is Craig F., recovered in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Um, thank you. It's uh, an interesting paragraph. I'm sure that some of you, uh, others of you, have noticed there's a ad that runs now on TV quite a bit for a, a, a new uh, commercial diet plan that advertises itself as the psychological approach. And the guy stands there in the ad and he says, I was programmed to clean my plate. I didn't understand that. Now I do. And now everything is going to be rosy. You know, he understands that he was programmed to clean his plate. And uh, and and that seems to be enough for him. And maybe it will be. Uh, you know, God bless him. I, I hope it is uh enough for him or maybe i don't i, I don't know but I, what i know is it wasn't enough for me you know that um that self-knowledge and i'm not claiming that i have great self-knowledge i'm just saying that it, it didn't get better the more i learned about myself about you know that i had to eat because my mother couldn't you know all that stuff didn't uh it didn't help me it it didn't change anything. Um, you know, and it's like uh over in the next chapter uh there's a solution um Roland Hazard goes and he works for a year with Carl Jung, who's uh one of the you know fathers of modern psychiatry, and he comes out of that year saying that he thought he understood the inner workings and wellsprings of his mind so well that he would never have to to drink again and yet he goes to paris on his way home meets the some friends of his parents and they celebrate his new brown form new found sobriety with a bottle of champagne and he's drunk again and, and back to carl young and carl gives him dr young gives him the uh, the news that uh, he's never seen an alcoholic so far gone that uh, you know that it's he rarely sees him recover, but every now and then, every once in a while, he sees this psycho this uh, spiritual shift, this rearrangement that, and it, uh, and the person will stay sober. And and you know, I would read that. I I remember reading that early in the program, and for years reading that, and going, okay, that's what I need. Here I am, hit me with it. You know okay god i need this spiritual this psychic rearrangement i need this spiritual experience i need you just to zap me from on high and uh you know if you'll do that then i can stay so i can stay abstinent and i can stay uh 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 you know take away my character defects while you're at it please hit me uh, i'm here and you'll guess what it, it didn't work and And I you know it almost got to the point where I was kind of angry with God for denying me that I was you know I wanted it, I was willing, I was right here. Why not give it to me? Others around me were getting it at times and and i i I could but you know what i wasn't I wasn't willing to do the work i i I didn't realize that I had to do the work first and and you know I had to go and 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 do that inventory and and clear out the resentments and the fears and the guilt that kept me from kept me from that higher power and I, and I had to make amends for the things that I had done wrong and humble myself you know and yeah, ask cool. and, and thank you and that that i had to be i had to approach that from humility and not from that arrogance um and when I did that. When I did that, then God came in, and then I've been able to stay sober, stay abstinent for quite a while. And with that, I will pass. Thank you.
0: Thank you, Craig F. from Tulsa, Oklahoma. Okay, we have Ken WH and Pedro B. Go ahead, Ken.
7: Hi, thanks, Amy. Uh, this is Ken WH, Recovered, Compulsive Overeater in North Carolina. Uh, I'm aware that up until this point in Bill's story, uh, he hasn't uh, talked about power, or power hasn't been talked about in any way. Uh, it's all been about his uh, will, his strength, his, uh, if there's any power at all talked about, it's his his own. I go back to... Uh, uh, just page five and he talks about an appalling lack of perspective, so he's coming out of his brain he's talking about his brain. Um, I still thought I could control the situation on page five uh he's he's <laughs> he's convinced that he knows what he has to do to not drink anymore um, he's gonna do battle he's gonna fight it out i'm gonna you know. So any discussion of power here is is his and his alone, and and that's what where, where we come to, and I think in this paragraph, for me anyway, that uh, he's just finished with this whole treatment, and he he's learned some things, and I, <laughs> um, I the the paragraph before ends. I had been seriously ill, bodily and mentally. Wow, hallelujah! Now I know. What's wrong with me? It's not my fault. I kind of feel uh, or hear Flip Wilson putting on his Geraldine persona and saying, the devil made me do it. Uh, And that's the whole reason I do what I do. So now I know uh, that that it's not my fault. It's from outside somewhere else. All I have to do is figure out um, how to get out of this mess and – just need to understand myself better. I tried to understand myself better for years and years and years. And all the knowledge that I've gained in recovery and all the knowledge I gained in graduate school about God and everything else, it, <laughs> all that knowledge did me nothing until I found myself on my knees in total uh, law at a total loss and in total surrender and just I can't I'm I'm toast here. I just <laughs> I had to completely surrender to uh to something else. And I didn't know if it was power or anything. I just knew I could not do it anymore. At this point in Bill's story that I relate to, I couldn't do it anymore. I needed the rest of the story. To, to restore the hope in me with that I'll pass
0: thank you so much Ken WH from North Carolina now before we go ahead with Pedro here just a friendly reminder we are on page seven on the second paragraph unpacking that one paragraph only so after Pedro we will take some more names okay Pedro you are up please go ahead
8: Thank you, Amy. Um, can I be heard?
0: I can. I mean, you can. Yes.
8: Thank you, buddy. Yeah. Good morning, everybody. My name is Pedro B. I am a compulsive overeater, living here in San Bernardino, California, and um, I realize I know only a little. <laughs> um, and uh, I feel I feel recovered today because uh, I feel an amount of. Uh, peace, and happiness that uh, I haven't felt before. And that's how I'm measuring my my recovery, the level of freedom, peace, and and happiness that I have. And I'm very happy with uh, uh, what I'm feeling. Um, Yeah, this paragraph, what it means to me, it relieved me somewhat to learn that in alcoholics and, you know, compulsive overeaters, the will is amazingly weakened, uh, somewhat to learn, that in alcoholics. Anyway, it's a bad liquor. Yeah, uh, yeah. When it came to, when he came to me, uh, keeping the food down, well, that's, that's been my problem. I mean, I I've been around here for over ten years, and and uh, I haven't been able to stay after it. You know, I I stay after for about fifteen minutes, and and then uh, I, I pick up you know, the food again with time and, and uh this uh this addition, this 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 uh what's the word I'm looking for this obsession of the mind that I have. Like it says the main problem the alcohol centers in the mind. So it's it's my obsession that that uh that directs me to to eat. And um and I, I know today that uh, this obsession needs to die. And the only way he's going to die it is is on 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 we agnostic. Which is uh, uh, if, if you're an alcoholic, if you're a compulsive overeater, there's only one thing that you can do. The only thing that that works is is to have. You might be suffering from 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 a disease. Only spiritual experience will conquer. And then so the only way I know how to experience uh this 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 spiritual uh, awakening this this spiritual is is through the steps as a result of the steps. So uh I I realize today that uh I need to practice the steps. See? Uh I need to not it's, it's not working the steps. It's is not taking the steps but it's practicing the steps, you know. Uh my uh one of my friends, you know, one of the, my many sponsors Told me that um, that you know that he needs to practice uh, uh, powerlessness. And I said, well, how the hell do, you, do you practice powerlessness? Hi. Oh,
0: that's oh, well, I thought I only spoke for about
8: five seconds. Thanks, Amy. <laughs> happy Happy Day, everybody.
0: Thank you, Pedro. Okay, so who else would like to share on what was read on page seven, second paragraph? Christina J. Okay, there were a couple people in there, but I didn't hear anybody's name actually. Mary Did M. You get Nancy T? Okay, Mary M. Nancy T. Mm-hmm. So Margaret. B. Okay, Margaret M. Okay. I think it was Janice
1: S. All
0: right, hold on. All right, hold on. Anyone else? Anyone else comes in. This is what I have. I have Leah S., Christina J., Mary M., Nancy P. As in Paul. Margaret M. Janice S. Did I get that? Did I get at least those folks right? Okay. All right. So now it's I'll take a Okay, wait a minute. I think I need to hold there. I'm at nine seven thirty nine. Yeah, let's hold off here and then see where we're at after that. Um so Leah S, Christina J, Mary M, Nancy P, Margaret M, Janice S. And then I'll take another round based on our time. All right, Leah S, please go ahead.
11: Thank you so much, Amy. Good morning, everyone. My name is Leah S., Recovered and Grateful, in Brooklyn, New York. This is the paragraph I want to talk about. My incredible behavior in the face of desperate desire to stop was explained. Goodness gracious, I came into these rooms. I had been yo-yoing my entire life. What does yo-yo mean? Goes up and down, up and down. I knew how to lose weight. I knew about nutrition. I knew so much, everything. I knew how to, you know, what you got to eat and what's going to make you run to the bathroom, what is not going to, but I didn't know how to stay stopped. The desire to stop I didn't understand how can I not yo yo anymore with my with with everything in my life. My goodness, I learned so much the The entire book is talking about my disease what is what kind of behaviors I do, and how I do. And how can I stay stopped? How really can I stay stopped? And as it was mentioned, by self knowledge, by being uh, being intelligent, by being um, rich, by being uh, whatever it means that I need a higher power. It means that I need these twelve steps to land me down to reality. It means that I need to be neutral. And I need to really take these steps into my heart and implement them and do these 10s and do this, everything that they're saying. With my humility, I don't know everything. I really don't. Even as much as I do think I know, I still do not know. I learn every single day from each and every one of you. And with that, I pass.
0: Thank you so much. Leah S. from Brooklyn, New York. Now we have Christina J, followed by Mary M. Go ahead, Christina. Good morning.
12: Good morning, everyone. Christina J from the state of Washington recovered for today by God's grace. Deer in the headlights. Yep, I was a deer in the headlights until July of twenty twenty, when I had an experiential experience with step one. I was born into irritable, restless, and discontent, and I used food to calm that down. So for years, I thought um, my problem was my life, my loneliness, my relationship, my brain chemistry. Uh, Then I learned that it was probably sugar. So if I just put the sugar down, it would be okay. Um, If I looked deeply at my problems and analyzed and figuring out what was wrong with me, like Larry was talking earlier. Uh, If I would just lose the weight. um, In the early OA rooms, I found comfort. I found, like, big comfy chairs and people telling their stories and, you know, just comfort. I started working the steps a little bit, and I started losing a little weight, and I felt on top of the world But I had no clue. I'm telling you, newcomers, if you feel like a deer in the headlights, it's true. I mean, I... I didn't get this until I took that step one. I thought, um, you know, I had no power. I had no will, but I thought I did. I was doing everything everybody told me. One thing I heard early on in, in Vision for You, the very, one of the very first meetings was the sunlight of the spirit, you know, and I thought, that's it. I need the sunlight of the spirit. I feel so depressed, so sad. This food makes me so scared. I don't know how to run my life, and I just need that sunlight of the spirit. How do I get it? You know, and I set out to get it. 2015, I came into this particular meeting, and I thought I was doing it all right, but I still had my will wrapped around the tools and the steps. I still had... I thought I had power in those steps and those tools, and I I heard all this knowledge and vision that I was just taking in, taking in, but I still started relapsing because I couldn't, I didn't, wasn't connected to God. I didn't have a personal, precious relationship with the Spirit that I would that I go to every morning and cry out because I still have irritable, restless, and discontent, especially right now in my life. Some big things are going on but I don't have to eat over it. And you know what the miracle is? I don't have to. I don't want to. It makes me sick to my stomach, to my core, to the marrow of my bones to think of putting that crap in my body, to go back to that place of horror. It's a place of horror for me, and I know for many of you too. But until I was able to walk away from those donuts on July 16th of 2020 like a, like a whipped dog in that surrender, that my boss is right there in that box of donuts. Now, isn't that hilarious? That box of donuts is my boss. Ba- my so I'm going to finish up. I walked away. I felt lonely. I felt sad. It was very painful. But then a voice said, make a call. And I took action from instruction from something deeper than myself. And that's what it takes, action, surrendering that I don't know what the hell I'm doing, deer in the headlights, but I'm going to I'm going to do this thing, and I did it. And today I'm recovered by God's grace
0: one day at a time. Thank you for letting me share. I pass. Thank you so much.
13: Christina J. from Washington state. Okay. Mary M. Please go ahead. Good morning. My name is Mary M. I'm from Chicago. I'm a compulsive overeater. Uh, thank you so much. Everybody. Thank you moderator. And, and uh, thank you Kelly for getting us started. Uh, <clears throat> self-knowledge, uh, you know i could I could know i know um I know from the deep down all the way down to my very end of my toes that I am a compulsive overeater, and uh once I start, I can't stop and uh so I have eight, 84 days of uh abstinence today and um and lately i've been um you know the food's been looking good to me, and uh you know I know. I know I can't eat that stuff. I know what it's going to do to me, and um, and so uh, I had, um, you know, I'm I'm I'm, you know, I'm scared. I'm scared. And so the other night I was on a Zoom meeting and I heard one of the fellows say that, uh, you know, when these things occur, you know, you don't put on the boxing gloves and and fight this disease on you know, uh, by myself and, and, you know, self-knowledge. I know I can't do this. So what do I do? You know, I, I pray and I pick up the phone and, and that's what I did, uh, yesterday. I prayed and I picked up the phone and then I picked up the phone again and, um, and I felt better, you know, and, and, uh, that obsession left me and, um, you know, I always thought, well, if I just do what I did yesterday, I'm going to be okay today. And, um, and, and I can't do that. I was corrected. I have to, I have to do something more. I, you know, this is, this, this disease is going to take me down. And um, if I allow it. And so I can't allow it. I got to go to my higher power. I have to, I have to dig deep down into the steps and know that, you know, I'm not above working these steps, you know, just because, you know I got some time in another program and and um and and so I have to use what i what I've been taught uh in this program you know because this is uh man this is it's such it's so powerful so um anyways, I really don't have much else to say. Thank you so much and have a great day. thank you so
0: much, Mary M from Chicago. All right, Nancy
14: P. followed by Margaret M. Go ahead, Nancy. Hi, Nancy P. Thank you for letting me share. I'm Nancy P. recovering in West Newton, Massachusetts. So what is my experience with self-knowledge? And, you know, self-knowledge, you know, in the decades that I've been in program, my self-knowledge was that somehow I could get an answer to solve my problem that was different from what all the other people in the room kept in the rooms kept talking about and, and, and demonstrating. I didn't want to be like them. I just wanted what they had only, you know, for me. And, um, you know, self-knowledge is a lurking notion. And we know, you know, I love the word lurking. Um, it means to hide and wait to do harm. And it sneaks out and beats me over the head and drags me off. And the problem with self-knowledge is not that it, that it hides you know, in the dark, waiting, but that it hides in plain sight also to do, to do harm. It's the kind of lurking that disguises itself as a solution. And my twisted brain is only too eager to consume that message and take it to the bank. You know, like, oh, sure, now I know. Oh, right, right. You know, the other day I was in the garage and I told my husband there was some weird smell and it turned out that our lawnmower had a tiny leak in it and that I smelled the gasoline. Oh, right, now I know what that smell is and now it's gone. And, you know really what self knowledge ended up being for me was a tool that i could use so that i wouldn't have to surrender and today i know what i am and what i'm not and today my life is better by far than my dreams i'm i'm perfectly happy joyous and free and and i don't have to worry about where the power is it's it's been the you know i don't have to worry about how i'm going to get this thing done you know, I have this power and it takes care of it for me and I don't worry about it, <clears throat> you know, like like electricity, what they talk about, electricity. And, um, you know, once I surrendered, I was able to get this robust, rock-solid spiritual relationship with whatever it is that takes care of me. I'm not really, I don't really put a name to it anymore, you know. I don't care what it is, only that it works. And it changed me so profoundly and today I'm humbled and honored to be of service to other people instead of bored and impatient. And my relationship with this with this, with this, this power, it grows daily. And today, as is, is with every single day since I put the food down, I've been happier than the day before. And all of the gifts I've, I have, every single one is contingent, you know, dependent upon how surrendered am I and the state of my spiritual wakefulness. You know, and all of that, what I have is for all of us. We all get the same kit. Simple kit of spiritual tools, and you know, once I started using the toolkit instead of kicking it to the corner like so much, you know, clutter, I got a life that is—it's an embarrassment of riches. It's so full that I can get up at 5:30 and work in my garden with joy and light, and then come into this wonderful meeting. And right after this, I get a couple of hours of calls and sponsoring. I couldn't get a better life if I wrote it out if I had a screen, you know, an Oscar-winning screenwriter write my life out. It is so amazing. And um, anybody anybody that doesn't have it, don't worry. It's for you, too. There's plenty of it. It's mm-hmm. an unending resource. And with that, I'll pass.
0: Thank you so much, Nancy P. from West, uh, Massachusetts. Okay, Margaret M., followed by Janice S. Go ahead, Margaret.
15: Hey, good morning. Thank you so much for your service, Amy. And um, a big welcome to the still suffering compulsive eaters out there. Whether you're new or whether you've been here a million years, I was one of those that was here a million years before I ever got it. Um, oh, and it's Margaret D. And I'm in Georgia. And I am really, really grateful to be, and humbled to be a uh, recovered compulsive eater. So the Thing that made me crazy for years and years and years that I thought I understood. It, it, it was such a roadblock. Was the sentence where he talks about the will is amazingly weakened when it comes to combating liquor, although it often remains strong in other respects. So, um, having a, like a strong sense of will. Really weakened me in my recovery. But at, I mean, it was just exactly the opposite. Self knowledge got me, got, helped the disease to grow. And admitting my weakness um, helped me to get stronger. It, it was just so contrary to the thinking that I had. You know I thought again, like everybody else has been saying that the more I know that that will help my recovery get um, that it will increase my recovery or I will you know become recovered quicker or whatever it is, however it is that you want to phrase it, but that very thought i mean that very idea of. Me being strong in those other respects is exactly what shot me, or and still today will shoot me in the foot about being recovered. And the one thing that has helped me over and over and over again and never ever fails me is when I feel confused, lost, whatever it is, where before. I would go, okay, I don't know, so I'm just going to whip my will in here and I'm going to figure it out. Now I know to say, okay, God, the ball's in your court. Obviously, this is way over my pay grade and, you know, I'm just tossing this grenade back to you because you know what to do with it. And then I can do whatever it is, uh, just live in the day and thrive in the day, in peace and serenity and happiness. And and I'll close with this. And then a lot of times um, there's so much joy in my life because I'm able to help others. But as long as I get those two ideas mixed up about where I'm supposed to be strong and where I'm supposed to be weak, I'm going to be running the show. And um, so thank you, everybody, for such an awesome... You're just, everybody's so awesome. And with that, I pass.
0: Thank you, Margaret D. from Georgia. Janice, I'm so sorry. I thought we would have a minute or two left for you. Um, If you'd like, please uh, hold off and share at the second unrecorded hour because we are now out of time. I apologize for that. I didn't do my calculations right. (laughs) I'd like to thank everyone who has shared. Please join us for another second for a second unrecorded hour of study. Immediately following closing, the share ID for today, Tuesday, May 31st, 2022, 7 a.m. meeting is 19009. That's one nine zero zero nine. We will now close with a reading from the Big Book on page 164, followed by the Serenity Prayer. Leah S, if you would be so kind as to take us out with a vision for you.
11: see to it that your relationship with him is right and great events will come to pass others. This is a great fact for us.